Good morning, good afternoon. How you doing out there today? This is David Robert for the Marketplace of Ideas podcast, and we just want to welcome you to another episode. Today is June the 19th, which is Father's Day and Juneteenth, I believe, in uh, celebrated in the States. It's a national holiday over there, so for everybody who is celebrating said holiday, um, you know, um, hope you have a good one. For all those celebrating Father's Day, for those who are fathers, who want to be fathers, who had a father, who had a father figure, had a stepfather, or somebody who was a, uh, like a, a positive male role model in your life, just want to say happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there and, you know, give your dad a call. I gave mine a call. He's still with me and um, had a good chat with him. Um, you know, my kids were really cool. They helped me. Uh, they gave me some some breakfast by the assistance of mom. So that was good. And yeah, you know, just uh, just being thankful for the fact that I get to be called a father. So that's, you know, it's a wonderful thing. But uh, before we get started here, just want to let you know you can find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're talking Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, and very, very soon YouTube as well. I know I've been I've been yammering on about this for a while, but we finally, and I do mean finally, have the studio set up, the lighting, and, you know, just like Think Media says, we're just going to press play and record, and whatever happens, happens. So I, uh, I got some cleaning solution and rags for the computer um, and my, my, uh, my camera, because it was a little bit, um, a little bit dusty. And uh, we've kind of straightened up the studio a little bit. So it's as good as it's going to get. So hopefully, let's see, it is the 19th today. So by this coming Wednesday, I'd like to put out the first ever, now, well, the first ever YouTube version of this. Now, we're still going to have the audio versions of the Marketplace of Ideas podcast, as well as my other podcast, um, Adult Fitness. But And there's going to be a third um, coming this summer, so look for that as well. It's going to be more of a, uh, I, I want to say it's going to be close to like a, um, I want to say Ripley's Believe It or Not, but we're going to be delving into some really crazy stuff like UFOs and the Loch Ness Monster and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be really, really wild. Um, a little bit more of a production value as we're stepping up our game as well. Um, I'm looking to get a soundboard or a mixing board so we'll be able to, um, you know, have a better, just a little bit, the intro, the outro. So yeah, we're stepping up the game and it's, it's going to look and sound a little bit better. So stay tuned for that. But today we're going to be chatting about something that has been in the pop culture landscape, in the movie landscape, and is almost basically redefined the game of movie making as far as animation goes, which is Toy Story. But not just Toy Story with Woody and Buzz and, you know, Slinky and Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. But we're going to be talking about the spinoff series, which is the new Buzz Lightyear movie that is, I believe, coming out this week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, Disney's Pixar Lightyear, which will be released in theaters actually this weekend. Yeah, so it's been released for Father's Day weekend, um, depicts the Toy Story prequel, so to speak. So it basically showcases Buzz Lightyear and what he went through and the story pertaining to what the toy is based on in, in the movie. So it's very meta. It's voiced by Chris Evans, not Tim Allen. So that was a little bit of, uh, you know, ruffled some feathers there in Hollywood. But 
Um, the, the main, the issue with the film isn't that it is a spinoff and that, you know, uh, they're going back to this well again to tell us a prequel of what we've grown up with for the last, you know, almost 30 years. Um, there is a controversy about the LGBTQ representation in this film. And so uh, a little bit of backstory. Toy Story is one of those films that when I was in high school, believe it or not, I believe it came out in 97. Um, it was revolutionary. It had the concept of what happened to your toys when you went to bed and you weren't around. And every kid growing up had this theory that their kids, their toys became alive, that they were living this crazy life outside of their knowledge. And when they woke up, they were right back. And it touched on such a nerve within the culture as far as imagination, as far as what we what we imbued our toys and inanimate objects with as far as personalities and feelings and emotions. And it, it is probably one of the cornerstone touch points as far as animation goes. And what it did is it also has its hands in a lot of different aspects of pop culture as far as technology, because it was one of the first films to be actually um, animated through digital animation because prior to that it was by hand and you'd have the, the scenes that were drawn literally every 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 scene and every movement was drawn by hand which is why you'd have over like hundreds of people animating um, Disney features for you know first since they began doing um, animated features so this was such, and it was also backed by uh, um, Apple. Apple was involved in this as well because they needed the technology to do it. And so Steve Jobs, um, seeing that, actually was one of the founding, I guess you could say, fathers of Pixar before he passed. So, yeah, it was just, it was very, very much a something new, you know, as Buzz, Buzz Lightyear would say, to infinity and beyond. And beyond. It was so revolutionary and it was so different that it could it could only either be a monumental failure or a you know just uh, uh, just a iconic you know um, win for for animation and and it, and it was it, it was a win on every level it broke records it broke box office records it won awards and so now we are you know four films into the franchise, into the lore of Toy Story, and now they're taking us into a space where Buzz Lightyear is now, uh, we're talking about what, what made him who he was and what they could base the story off of, of his toy, you know? So it's, it's caused a little bit of controversy because for, for those who are members of the parents, like parent, who are parents, we're part of that group, the minivan club, as it were. Disney has held a very interesting place in a lot of families' lives, particularly in North America, Western culture, where they've always been seen as safe fare for families to go to and have their kids entertained, and to go to their parks, their theme parks, Epcot, all those places, and feel like in a, in a world where there's not a lot of spaces for families, as it were, you know, it feels like, okay, well, there's Disneyland and maybe Chuck E. Cheese and Bullwinkles back in the day and, you know, and like theme parks and stuff like that. But Disney, 
you know, um, epitomize and epitomizes all of that because they have the theme parks, they have their movies, they have their, you know, the D DD23. Of, uh, I think they still they still have that going on, and and they have all these places where families could, you know, they they have cruises for crying out loud. So they're they're quite the ecosystem, and as with any ecosystem that is changing with the times, that is adapting to what is going on in culture, what is going on with our society as far as how we view people, the rights and legitimacy we give to LGBTQ, to people of color, to marginalized folks, to people with disabilities, to people with mental disabilities, to people with um, mental, people dealing with mental health struggles. We invalidating all of those existences there are people who still deem aspects of that part of society as something that should not be acknowledged that should not be entertained and that we are we've already gotten rid of slavery and we're you know excuse me and people can vote and all that kind of stuff so we shouldn't be examining or even celebrating these these uh, these cultures or the lifestyle that some people might disagree with and Disney is not immune to that, right? We've seen kickback against uh, Moses Ingram, who plays Riva in the new um, Obi-Wan Kenobi um, series on Disney+. Plus. We've seen, um, even outside of Disney, we've seen people, the fans of the Lord of the Rings series, uh, the new Amazon Rings of Power series that's debuting this fall, in which Tolkien's you know, works are being as they're saying, being um, altered and turned into some sort of woke ideology and things of that nature. So there's a lot of stuff to unpack when it comes to how entertainment seeps into cultural change or into speaking up for the marginalized or the folks that just don't have a voice. And it can get very contentious. And so we're seeing kickback from... Um, this movie because of the fact that I believe there's a scene where one of Buzz Lightyear's um, co-flyers or you know um, co-astronauts, co-explorers is in a same-sex relationship with a female and they share an on-screen kiss. Now granted this is you know digital animation but it's not hidden it's very well out in the open and you could imagine the parents groups and you know the conservative far-right nut jobs who are I mean I'm sorry not nut jobs but far-right conservative folks who see this as an attack against family values that see this as an affront against the nuclear family and feel that Disney is overstepping its bounds and that they are trying to like shove this sort of you know the gay agenda down people's throats and I always think that that analogy is always should always be met with a giggle so we're gonna. I was checking out this article here. I found it today, and if I feel like I'm out of shape, I'm out of shape. Well, I probably am. But if I'm out of breath, I'm just on my bike again here, just uh, getting it in while I'm recording this episode. So I'm gonna read from it. Uh, the article is by KCRW.com, and it called. It's called the Hollywood Breakdown. Will will audiences boycott Pixar's Lightyear amid same sex? Same-sex kiss controversy. So this was hosted by Matthew Bologna and Kim Masters on June the 17th of 2022. This is entertainment. So 
Um, basically says, Disney and Pixar's Lightyear will be released in theaters this weekend. Disney expects the Toy Story prequel to open to revenues to cap at around $70 million in the U.S. box office because of a same... Um, because of a same-sex kiss between two of its lesbian characters. Uh, this is going to be a big test of the Pixar brand. But it's Toy Story. It should open more than 70 million, says Matt Bologna, founding partner of Puck News. Toy Story 4 grossed 120 million domestically in 2019. The controversy has led to at least a dozen Muslim-majority nations to ban the film. Lightyear tells the origin story of Buzz Lightyear, the hero who inspired the toy in the Toy Story franchise. The movie follows the legendary space ranger and his recruits, Izzy, Moe, Darby, and his robot companion, Socks. They embark on an intergalactic mission, learning to work as a team to escape the evil Zerg and his robot army. Chris Evans is the voice Chris Evans as the voice Buzz Lightyear is also another point of contention. Many believe Tim Allen, who voiced Buzz Lightyear in the previous four Toy Story films, should be Buzz in this movie. Tim Allen is almost 70 years old, so Disney wanted to get someone who's a little bit more relevant to the culture right now, says Bologna. Ouch, that's kind of cold. Um, the reason why you hire big celebrities to do animated films is not because they have amazing voices. It's because they are well-known celebrities and they can market the movie for you. Chris Evans is a way better person to have in this movie for marketing purposes. He's a Marvel guy. He's got tons of fans. Tim Allen is not the biggest star in Hollywood and in the world anymore. Lightyear is Disney's first theoretical release during the pandemic following the releases of Soul, Luca, and Turning Red on Disney Plus exclusively. So that was just a little take on uh, Crew.com, and they talked about it there. Um, get another little take here. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Let's see. Uh, so we got another one here. This is a smaller one. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Gosh, six. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of people. I'm not going to go into the trolls and the people that are saying that, you know, that this is woke and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. But I think I think where, where we are right now is that on the one hand, right, we have a society that is trying to move away from bigotedness from racism, homophobia, transphobia, misogyny, ageism, uh, sexism. We're trying to move away from all the isms, right? We're trying to have a, a culture that is welcoming and is endearing to all people of all walks of life, regardless of what you worship, who you worship, where you go um, to get your food, who you love, who you don't love. If you want to love anyone at all, if you want to have kids, you don't want to have kids. You want to vote Republican, Democrat, uh, conservative, liberal, NDP, independent, Green Party. If you like, like wearing socks in your shoes, if you don't like wearing shoes, if you like to be bald, if you believe in the Loch Ness Monster, Atlantis, and the, um, and the, and the tale of Aztec gold. Like, it's just... On the one hand, we have a world right now. Within the last two years, we have seen basically a pandemic shut the world down. The economic engine ground to a halt for almost 24 months. Things are starting to get back up and running. And while that was going on, we had racial unrest in the United States. We had um, 
we had turmoil with, with global, global warming um, or with climate change. We also had, you know, almost the start of World War III. We had an insurrection in the United States. We had a freedom convoy happen here in Canada. We had a, an Olympics, a Winter Olympics that um, was put on, you know, and we have countless other issues that are going on right now in culture and in just in general, it's pretty wild out there. And so Disney is taking it upon themselves to try to be as inclusive as, as any company out there by showing representation and showing, hey, we see you. Now, I said in a previous podcast, I don't believe that companies and corporations should be involved in trying to get us to validate who we are as people. I believe that that needs to come from the communities that represent and live that. So if you are somebody who is of Malaysian background and you've never seen a Malaysian, you know, actress in a lead, hey, find as many Malaysian actors and writers and producers you can and put stuff out and come together and try to build something. Who knows? You might get something really good. Um, but I think when we look at what's happening with, um, let's say, what Disney's doing, it, on the one hand, it is admirable that they would want to, you know, have a movie that shows two, uh, two females that love each other and that are raising a family. But on the other hand, it should be coming from that that culture, right? And so the fact that now people are in all up in arms, I, I believe, you know, is, is another thing that we need to look at and ask ourselves why. Uh, what threat to the nuclear family is it that you have this couple kissing on screen that children will see? You, you don't think children who may have parents or aunts and uncles and family members that are in same-sex relationships. You, you don't see them showing affection to one another, or is that inappropriate? And why is that inappropriate that, you know, people should live by other people's standards? You know, um, some people say that this is a scourge against what's, what's natural and what's supposed to be, um, you know, the general consensus that, hey, this, this shouldn't be allowed. And... Some people think the children shouldn't be seeing it, but this isn't a, you know, this isn't a, a grotesque sex scene. This is just a, a kiss and I haven't seen the movie, so I can't really, I can't really comment on it. Um, there's another article that I wanted to bring to light here. And this is from Forbes, actually, uh, Forbes art, which says Disney Lightyear controversy is more ridiculous than you think. Um, so this is by, um, Danny D. Palacito? Palacito? Uh, it says here, uh, Disney's Lightyear is somewhat confusingly the movie that Andy from Toy Story watched before buying his shiny space toy. Luckily, Andy's mom wasn't a Fox News fan, or she might have not let him watch the movie at all. A ridiculous controversy has engulfed the, news, the newly released film, as conservatives are triggered by a single kiss featured in the film simply because that kiss is shared by two women. On social media, right-wing culture warriors and media personalities such as Ben Shapiro had a meltdown over the children's animation, tweeting panic warnings about the same-sex kiss, claiming that the film reflected a moral collapse. Um, I'm not going to write what he wrote because I, you know, it's 
not going to do that. Uh, Ted Cruz went on a bizarre rant about the film in which he complained about lesbian toys being sold as light year merchandise. <laughs> this stuff writes itself. Um, what's the other one here? Uh, uh, this week, that same-sex kiss resulted in the movie being banned in no less than 14 Middle Eastern countries and Asian countries. According to the New York Times, actor Chris Evans, the voice of Buzz Lightyear, dismissed the offended critics as idiots. While Disney has applauded, was applauded by progressives for refusing to censor the scene. Ironically, this was never Disney's intention. The kiss was initially cut from the film entirely, as Disney, along with other studios, often re-edit films to conform with local censorship laws around the world, which is why their tepid attempts at LGBTQ representation are so brief and non-impactful. They can easily be cut without disrupting the pace of, an, of a single scene. Online, Disney's half-hearted inclusivity is often referred to as passive-progressive. The now infamous Lightyear kiss, which is at best a quick peck, was only reinstated in the film after an open letter in March by the LGBTQIA+, employees of Pixar and their allies, which criticized Disney for brutally cutting nearly every moment of overtly gay act affection, regardless of when there is protest from both the creative teams and executive leaders at Pixar. Despite conservative attempts to create a narrative around a supposed gay agenda, Disney is simply trying to avoid bad publicity. Disney's agenda is to make money without alienating their queer audience, as well as easily panicked suburbanites. The majority of Disney's films feature heterosexual characters kissing. It's never been a problem before. But the culture war against the LGBTQ community is intensifying to a frightening degree, and Disney is now stuck in a position of attempting to position itself as an inclusive corporation while trying to appease bigots who believe that the sight of two cartoon characters kissing is tantamount to grooming. Clearly, these people have never watched a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I'll definitely tell you, Bugs wore a lot of drag. Um, you know, he, he, was definitely, he was definitely dragging it up. Uh, let me see. Uh, amusingly, former Disney collaborator Alex um, Hershick creator of the Magnificent Gravity Falls, recently released a video montage highlighting the ridiculous censorship requests he's received from Disney. One of these requests specifically asks him to tone down the physical affection between two male characters. Uh, let me see. Hirsch has called out Disney on Twitter before, mocking the company for embracing pride aesthetics while censoring every single hint of same-sex attraction in their stories. Disney's gay agenda certainly didn't warrant a backlash, but a quick kiss that was never supposed to make the final cut isn't much to brag about either. Lightyear takes one step towards inclusivity, interpreted as one giant leap in the mind of bigots. So, um, that's another article that was written by Forbes. Now, I definitely don't think it's always a good idea to refer to people who don't... I'm, I don't know. I mean, on the one hand... People can say they don't agree with a certain lifestyle, certain lifestyle choice, and still exist in society. But hate is hate, bigotry is bigotry, and if you're going to discriminate against somebody based on how they live, who they want to be with, and whatever else, you kind of have to call a spade a spade. Now, when we're dealing with just a company or corporation, right, that says, hey, we want people to see all the people that encompass our society, right? 
Well, I mean, Disney probably hasn't done the best job. Most of the characters that we've seen come out of Disney have been heterosexual white characters, male, female. Um, even when the beast turned into a human, he was white, if anybody remembers that. Um, you know, so that being said, I don't think we should look to these companies, corporations, multinationals to tell us who we can be and what we should believe. They are there to entertain us. They're there to put butts in the seats and to, you know, influence people to want to watch their movies and buy their products and their plushy toys of Buzz Lightyear. However, if they wish to showcase people of all different diasporas in society, then all they're doing is showing a reflection of what is out there. And if that somehow offends you or causes you grief or anxiety, then that's on you. If the conservative pundits out there, and I think, little little segue here, conservative pundits, for the most part, they actually, you know, if you actually were to talk to them, get a couple drinks in them, they don't care about this crap. They really don't. They're paid to care about it. You know, they're able to make a living, quite a comfortable living for a lot of these guys and women who rail against LGBTQ, who speak out against uh, Black Lives Matter and the culture wars, yada, yada, yada. This is the dabble and the rabble of idiots and fools. People who wish to get involved in these sort of Twitter wars and debates are just trying to make a buck. It's the biggest grift out there. And if you fall into it, you're going to see pretty quickly how their mood will change with the season and with the tide and with the changing of the wind. And they, they're not really standing up for anything except themselves and their bank accounts, right? That, and that goes for all of them. And that goes for people left, right, middle, you name it, right? Everybody is trying to get attention. Everybody wants to be noticed. Everybody wants to be heard. And the more eyeballs and ears that are on you, boom, more money, mo money. So the, 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 the perceived outrage of these people is, is nothing more than a joke. But the controversy is real. And I think it, it lends itself to ask ourselves, why do we have this level of anxiety, worry, fear, or doubt over cartoon characters? You know, are we that convinced that these animated features have that much power to change society or to change people's views on things? I mean, because newsflash... I'm sure there are gay people out there who never saw gay cartoons, but they still, <laughs> they're still gay. You know, I'm pretty sure there are people who never wore, a, never saw like a, um, a clan video, yet they turned out to be racist and bigots. So on the one hand, if you can't say nothing nice, like my mother used to say, God rest her soul, say nothing at all, right? If, if there's nobody actually being hurt by this, hey, you know what? Don't watch it if you don't like it, right? And if you're so, and I think, again, like I'd reiterated this point on my last episode, but if, if you're that pissed off, create your own, you know? You don't have to watch it. You don't have to engage in it. And I think that's, that's the thing, and that's the point that I wanted to get across. If you want to see the movie, and if this is something that you have the ability to see, financial means, you can see, <laughs> you're blessed to, you know, then go check it out. It's probably going to be a fun time. I might want to see it uh, probably when it comes mainly to Disney+. Plus. I'm still a little bit leery about the movie theaters. But yeah, go check it out, right? What's the harm? Um, these folks who, again, feel that it's their right to police other people's lives and what they, they deem to be appropriate, uh, 
they got a deal. Man, that's between them and Jesus, right? That's between them and, and whatever God they serve, that's on them. But I think for the rest of us out here who are just trying to live, who are just trying to survive and make sure that their kids don't kill each other and that inflation doesn't destroy whatever, whatever funds you have and just trying to be nice to one another, the golden rule, you know, for the rest of us, these, these are not um, instances where society is going to now fall into the gutter. Because trust me, we've seen straight people messing up marriage and relationships for years. I sincerely doubt that um, two cartoon characters of the same sex kissing on, tel- on, on the big screen is going to somehow um, lead to a revolution of, you know, of gay kindergartners next year. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I sincerely doubt it. So yeah, this, this was kind of interesting. It was kind of funny. Um, you know, um, the folks that believe that this is some form of moral, I don't, I mean, it's a joke. Like the, the stuff that's actually happening in culture right now that is actually harming people. I mean, I thought I wanted to talk about it just because it, it sounded funny and this was, you know, kind of weird to hear people saying that this was uh, what's wrong with society. But hey, I digress. Hey, you know what? Everybody has some opinion and they want it to be heard. And if it is outlandish and crazy, more power to you, right? Oh, pardon me. At the end of the day, you don't have to listen to the crazies and uh, the people who have a lot of a lot of bad things to say. I think there's a, you know, just let them let them uh, let them mull it over and use it on their own, right? So, anyways, uh, like I was saying, this is something I just saw and I thought was... Oh, hello? Hello? Sorry? Hello? Sorry. Uh, This is something I saw that was kind of funny and felt that it was... um, That it was uh, uh, something that probably warranted a little bit of a deep dive. Not too deep, you know, but just deep enough. And, um, yeah, so like I said, you can find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, check us out. We are there. Hopping, rolling, moving and grooving, you name it. We're doing all the things. And until next time, take care and be good to one another out there. <laughs>